Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, February 3rd. Jen is with me here as always. Hello. Helping me get the day started in the best possible way. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> How's your morning going, Jen? It's going great. Yeah? Yep. You're looking forward to our guests? We have very two very special guests in the studio. You know I am. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. My you like Valentine's topic. Day, right? I love everything about love. Do you? Yeah. Oh, wow. You see, there's a romantic side to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I seem very emotionless, but... Yeah, well, hard on the outside, soft on the inside, (laughs) you know? (laughs) When I need to be, I am. Yeah. (laughs) That's the way to be, you know? I mean, you don't have a choice, right? I guess. You have to survive somehow. Right. Yeah. Somehow I got this way. Yeah. What about you, Well, uh, I don't know. Do you like Valentine's Day? uh, Do I? uh, You know what? When I'm in a relationship, it's kind of like... What I don't like, the part about it I don't like is that it's sort of like expected... Uh, that you bring gifts and take them out and all that stuff. It's a one-sided thing for me, you know? Why? Because, I mean, it doesn't seem like the women are expected to do anything. They just totally because. are. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't realize that. I, it's always like, oh, he didn't bring me flowers, he didn't bring right, me chocolate. Well, did he? well, I don't know. If he didn't, he didn't. Well, what did she bring? Uh, she might have brought a good gift and then he showed up with Well, nothing. if she did, yeah, Rude. I would understand it, but... I don't know. Well, we'll talk to our guests about we that, will. you know, and we'll find out. But uh, I'm single this year, so we'll see. You know, maybe something will come up. <laughs> you have between a now days. and yeah, <laughs> I have how many days for uh, 11? about eleven days? Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. Oh come well, on. yeah. If not, I'll just uh, latch on to someone or something. <laughs> I mean, it's a Saturday night. You can do whatever that night. Yeah, you that's don't have to true. Celebrate Valentine's Day. No, but. Yeah, I guess when I don't know, I uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool time, you know. I like it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that you know, if I don't have a date, which I could by then, who knows? I'm dating up a storm this week. Really? So, oh, yeah. oh wow, different people. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a whole new thing. Romantically active. I as of tonight, yes. Oh okay, wow. <laughs> um, I had a brief like Tinder stint this week. I don't know what happened, but really, a friend went on it, and I was like, well, that sounds like fun, I guess. Uh huh. So, so I'm giving try- it a second try. Oh okay, so uh, so Tinder is working for you. I don't know. We'll see tonight. Oh, so this is the first time you actually no, are connected through Tinder? No, this is the second time that I am going on Tinder. And okay, it. all right. I dated people from it before. Did right. not work out. Did not work out. So you have dated people like that before, from yeah. there before. But I it see. didn't work out then. So. Yeah, well, you know, I mean. Strength in numbers. Yeah, exactly. You got to go through a lot of no's before there's a yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Usually me saying no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I must not pick them right. I think this time, though, I feel better about my choices. Yeah. I look at it differently. I guess, yeah. But so my no. plan for Valentine's Day is, should I not have a date, which I don't care if I do or don't, I will hang out with friends and watch like romantic comedy. Right, and, like, there you celebrate go. Celebrate love, even though we don't have it, we still want it. Right. We like it. That's true. I we love want wine. It. I'm going to celebrate my love of wine. <laughs> Probably like unhealthy food. Right. Celebrate everything that you love. Yeah, I mean, what the hell, you know? I love my friends. Yeah. Celebrate that. There you go. Celebrate with them. 
Very cool. Uh, the, are you like a person of long relationships? Have you had long relationships in your life? I've had a few. Really? Mm-hmm. Very long, like years? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yep. So, and uh, if I may ask, when was your last relationship? A year and a half ago. Oh, okay. So you've been playing the field for a while now. I have. Okay. Well, it's time you found someone then. It is. Right? The year and a half? I mean, I'm waiting for the right person. So I think that in the past I have settled or just gotten in situations that lasted too long. Yeah. But then you're comfortable and you have history and you're scared of starting over and having to go through the dating process again. So sometimes you stay. Yeah. You shouldn't. That's true. I'm That's avoiding true. that. Now I, I went from like a, a two and a half year relationship to like a three month one and to like <laughs> like a one week one. I'm like starting to get rid of them quicker. Wow. Don't waste my time. Yeah. I mean, how does it end after three months? I mean, can't you figure out the person before the three months? Uh, no, because they say that people can phone it in for like the first three months and then you start to actually get to know them. Really? So yeah, that happened. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, but some people, you can see through it, though. I mean, you can tell yeah. that, not that they're trying to hide something, but you can tell it's not going to work some out. Some people are uh, a lot sneakier than that, though. Yeah, huh? So, yeah. they sound like a sane person, and then you find out they're not. <laughs> and then you say goodbye. Oh, God, man. I haven't met any wackos, you know? I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, either there's interest or there isn't, you know? Yeah. But uh, once you, uh, you strike a, uh, interest in the person... Uh, you know, it either lasts or it doesn't. You know, if it doesn't last, like within a few days, it breaks down for me. You know, yeah. And if if not, it's it's sort of like okay, so let's try and explore this. But I've had long relationships too. You know, and uh, so you were married. I was married twice, mm-hmm. and but even before that, I had long relationships. You know, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So it's time for me to have short relationships now. <laughs> so <laughs> so focusing on that right now. <laughs> You know, taking a little break. You know, I like meeting new people. I really do. You know, I've missed it. I've missed it. Because when you're married, you know, I mean, they say, oh, yeah, it should work out. You guys should have your own lives and stuff and still stay with your friends. You know what? It happens sometimes, but not all the time. Right. You know, and then when it's just you and and him or, uh, you know, then it's it's you on your own, you know, and, and you either make it work or you don't. But I feel that relationships, and we talked about this, I don't think relationships should be, uh, should require hard work, you know. And we'll ask our experts here in a minute as well. But I just, maybe I'm a romantic, but I think uh, for a relationship to last, it's just got to flow naturally, you know. I agree with that as far as like chemistry goes, but I do, what I think about hard work is that there are some people that need to like clean up their act or like have been selfish for most of the time. And that is a real struggle for them to change and yeah. then become somebody that can be a partner. Right. So I think it does take work on yourself. And then like also being in a relationship with another person, you have to care about them and their needs. Right. So people aren't necessarily familiar with that or like no, absolutely. Not comfortable you know, for everybody. Right. But sometimes couple end up in, in therapy and stuff, you know. So, I mean, that's like when it gets to that point, it's it's probably pretty bad, you know. Maybe or so. maybe they want help before it gets really yeah, bad. Yeah. Like I, I have cousins that are my age or younger and they're in couple therapy right. with their fiancés. Right. And it's because they want to learn how to communicate now. They don't right. want to wait until three years from now when they're married and resentful and can't communicate. So they're preventing problems yeah. in advance. That's we a good idea. We also have a lot of divorce in our yeah. parents. So I think we're all trying to right those wrongs. Yeah. Not make those mistakes. 
<laughs> good for you. Well, you know, you seem to be pretty uh, selective, so that's a good thing. I'm working on it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, just uh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, a couple things, but you heard about the Jordanian pilot? I did. Being burned alive yeah. by ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's beyond words, you know. I mean, the thing is, and that's what I said in the beginning, they're trying to make us outraged, you know. They want us to make mistakes, I think. And that's why they do this, because there's no reason to kill somebody in, the, in these manners. No, or to you know? kill them at all. Yeah. You know, well, let's say they, they need to kill them for some reason, you know, but why? No, you why kill make... somebody if you're in danger. You yeah. don't kill them just because you have them. Yeah, well... There's no know. sense in that. There just isn't. And the way that they're doing it is, like, savage and disgusting. Right. I actually, yeah, I mean... happens a lot. I'm not somebody that looks at these pictures or these videos, like the beheading, you know, videos that they release. But for some reason, when the alert popped on my phone this morning, I wanted to see it because I wanted proof that people could be that awful. Like, something in me was like, well, they're saying they burned him in a cage. Right. But I was like, I don't know that that is real. How... I can't believe that human beings would do this to each other so i actually wanted to look but i'm like wait i don't actually want to see yeah that. no it, it, but it, it was like a proof i needed a proof of some kind I don't yeah know. It, it burns an image in your mind and you can't get it out that's why i don't want to see the beheadings i yeah. don't want to see fires i don't want to see any of that but then at the same time I, I feel like i'm living in my little happy world and there are these things going on so i kind of want to see them because ignorance is bliss but also this is real life that's happening around us that's true that's true but i mean do you want to see a beheading do you want to see like a headless body at the same time i i can't ignore it just because it's not happening in my sphere okay all right i like that I guess <laughs> I don't know. So you watch about anything it, gory and, and stuff. I, I actually can't cool. watch gory movies, but that's because it's a movie. When I know that this is real life, uh-huh. it's different. I think. Really? I, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Oh well. And uh, and then Bobby Christina fighting for her life, yeah. I guess. And when they said she wasn't responsive, I guess she wasn't breathing. So right. and that's what I said. You know, I mean, she was like supposedly face down in the tub. Yeah. So I don't know if there was water in there or what, but. Uh, you know, I think there's probably brain damage there. You yeah, know. that's why they're keeping her in a coma because they're letting whatever needs to happen happen before they test her brain function. Yeah, she blinked, I guess, the other day, and they're saying not to make that much of a big deal over that because it's just. Blinking, yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, if she's gonna like suffer a lot, I I just wish for her to go. Right. You know, because you don't want to live like that. You no, know, that's really a terrible sad. thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, what she's gonna be a vegetable or something? Right. You know? I mean, I it's just, terrible. It's a sad story all around. It really is. You know, it's tragic. All right. Well, we're going to get into uh, better topics, more upbeat topics. (laughs) Uh, We're going to focus on love today and dating. And uh, we're joined in the studio by Mr. Brian Howie. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hi again. How are you? Good, good. And Kate Edwards, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you. Absolutely. I you like always... that we got four single people in a room talking about love. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't we're all that amazing? For being in love. For them, it's like a bad double date. For uh, us, it's pretty good. I know. There you go. So, Brian, you've been here before. I have. Uh, a couple of times. And uh, most recently, last year, when you had the great love debate. Correct. And uh, was that the first time last year? That I've been on this show? No, that you uh, had the great debate. We did the first one in one year ago, uh, in January 2014, and we have done 64 shows all over North America since then. 
64 shows. Wow. What, like similar stuff, like it, love debates? Yeah, these love debates in theaters across the country. We take uh, 100 single men and 100 single women and a panel of experts, and we collectively try and figure out why all these seemingly reasonable people are still single. Okay. Is it well, different across the different cities, like different priorities? Good question. Everything's, everything's different. I mean, uh, the farther south we go, the younger our crowds get. Um, the coasts, uh, New York, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, tend to be a little more feisty and venting and the middle of the middle country i just came from nashville we did a show last week they're a little more hopeful oh. but uh, you know essentially it comes down that the the women want the men to try harder and the men want the women to make it easier there you go you see so you How figured you it out you figured it out community you talked about earlier it really yeah. does come down to confidence and communication to communication right uh kate are you from l.a I'm not from L.A. I'm from D.C., actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And when did you move out here? I moved here three years ago for business school. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So what school did you go to? UCLA or something? I went something? to UCLA for business school. Yeah, yeah. they have a good business school. I was going to go uh, into there, and uh, I actually applied. But then while it was happening, I got an idea for a computer animation company. <laughs> so I never went and got my MBA. But did you? I did. I got my MBA. Wow, that's cool. And, uh, and now I'm so, a matchmaker, so that makes complete sense. So you, yeah, so you're a matchmaker. Yeah, I mean it does make sense. You know, <laughs> you got to know how to run the business. <laughs> but that's cool. What did you? Uh, what were you an undergrad in? Uh, I did international relations and Middle Eastern studies. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, I did. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what drew you to that? I mean, who wants to know about the Middle East? Everybody wants to know about the Middle East. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> um, I'm from there, so I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. mean, after undergrad, I wanted to be a spy. That was, wow. that was what I wanted to do. But really? I ended up Which is sort of like a matchmaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, but, you have to read people. <laughs> yeah, but, but let me ask you this. I, I was wondering because, I mean, you know, James Bond is not really spy movies and stuff. But, uh, but they say, you know, so real spies, it's not like a James Bond movie. And you actually have to be... Uh, to be lost in the crowd, you can't really stand out, right? That's true. That's yeah. True. So, but you see, you're beautiful. People would hit on you all the time. So, well, how, what like kind people, of a spy would you be? They like people who are generally good looking because you trust people who are good looking. Really? It's the truth. Oh, wow. It's hard enough trying to date a girl who wants to be an actress. Imagine trying to date a girl who wants to be a spy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. Well, I do think all girls just generally are spies. So, it's one and the same. Several identities. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. So, I mean, what made you want? to be a spy out of all these things from the movies it's definitely from the movies i mean it was intriguing it's interesting you get to do new things meet new people every day and yeah. uh ultimately that's what i ended up doing i i love people and i love interacting with different different groups so that's what i do now right but you changed your mind about the spying part i did change my mind why I'm is that because it was dangerous or uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it wasn't the right thing i didn't really want to go work for the cia so yeah i think that was for the best yeah i think so <laughs> i think we can all so, tell that now <laughs> yeah you can help a lot more people matching them and stuff like that right? exactly yeah so uh so how did you end up in matchmaking well, you know, it's funny. It's something I've been doing my whole life in some capacity. Every job I've had in the office, I was the one that people would go to for dating advice, help me with my dating profile, what should I text that guy back, and I just got really good at it. Um, and then after business school, I had a career advisor who I was always setting up, and she was like, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know, but you should really go out with this guy. And eventually she found a job posting for this matchmaker job, and she said, ha, 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 I think this is your dream job. And it was my dream job, so really? I went with it. Yeah. Wow, how cool. Yeah, it's been fun. You see, Jan, I mean, it's possible to find things in life. And, and, and that's the thing that happens also is like, 
you change people change their minds about their careers it's not you know you go to school you think okay I'm going to do this I'm going to do that there's people that go to law school spend all these years then they go one year and they realize I'm not a lawyer I can't be a lawyer you know so you fell into something that's natural for you I did yeah right now Brian how did you guys meet uh, we were working together with Three Day Rule, which is the company that that Kate works for, the matchmaking company here, on uh, on some great love debate stuff. And I met Kate, and um, she's talented and beautiful and smart. And I thought she'd be a good fit for one or more of our great love debates and other related shows. And uh, right, so that's how we met. So you were the organizer of these, right? Yeah, I'm one of the producers. My partner Elizabeth Castillo, who's the the big boss, as I say. Uh-huh. Um, We've been producing them. We started with doing one and then five and then 10. And then I spent almost the entire 2014 on the road, city to city, literally trying to find, you know, raise questions and find answers and find out why, um, what's going on out there. Yeah. Why people do what they do. There's a bigger disconnect than ever between, between men and women. Really? People are, are, uh, afraid to engage with each other in real life they are hiding behind their profiles and their their facebook pages and their that's phones that's true we've we've become rel- reliant on these too much right definitely a lot I of mean, what i do as a matchmaker is just get out there and say hi to people and hit on people in line at starbucks and ask people if they're single walking down the street because most people now won't do that for themselves right exactly how come i mean many matchmakers say uh, have said that you know we just sometimes we'll approach someone and and that and i'm like how come nobody ever approached me i must must not be marriage material or <laughs> I something i hit on you, know? you. i hit on you well thank you very much <laughs> well they but, even have that new app happen where like you don't actually have to talk to somebody when you see them but you can find them later <laughs> on the app yeah it's really? like misconnections oh yeah. really yeah yeah, well, I've, I've like seen plenty of people on there, and I'm like, wait, where were you? People, uh, and Kate, you've heard me say this before. People ask me all the time after doing so many of these shows around the country, what exactly is the biggest problem out there between men and women? And I believe that the crux of the problem is over the last 10 years, there has been a rise in the unapproachability of the women. Really? I believe wow. that they have ramped up their independence masculine energy i don't need a man blah 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 and the men have stayed if anything in the same place and possibly they've gotten more sensitive and more fearful and more insecure and they are not able to sort of bridge that disconnect that is that is sort of shifted and uh you know i'm not saying i don't blame the women but i think it's the responsibility to recognize that they have the power and they have the change every every woman says they want a confident man which is true, and maybe 10% of men are naturally confident to the level that you want them to be. But wow, there's another, there's another much, much larger percentage of men that can be confident if you create that environment where the confidence can flourish, and I put that on the women. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, the women are the gatekeepers. I mean, they, they decide yay or nay. You, you know, so it's always been like that. I mean, we're the, we're the ones, we're the hunters, and you guys are the hunted, you know, for lack of a better... Uh, uh, term, but the uh, I mean, what, but wasn't it always like that, Kate? I mean, 
Oh, I mean, where... Not necessarily. Do, do you I feel mean, that women are playing harder to get now? I don't think it's about playing harder to get. It's about... I, I, I agree and disagree with Brian in a lot of ways on this. I think, you know, women are stronger and more confident than they ever have been. I'm a feminist, and I think that's a great thing for women. But I do think that they can't expect men to change given that. Right. Men aren't going to get more confident. They're not going to get, you know, more aggressive if, you know, when women are. But I don't know. I mean, I think... Women just need to be open-minded and open-hearted, and that's the biggest thing. They expect men to, to do everything for them, but it's not, not always the case. Wow. I got to say, I have a lot of friends that are on like dating sites like Tinder, for instance, or whatever, and they're like, I have more pen pals than I've ever had in my life. Why mm-hmm. do these guys talk to me every day but don't ask me out? Because they're afraid and they don't know. The women need to let them know. I always say all the time at these shows that the women complain, I'm on Match.com, and we go back and forth five times, and they don't ask me out. And I go, after the third time, just simply say something like, I'll tell you when I see you. And that lets him know, you can ask me out now. Wow, well, that's Shouldn't they cool. know that? Like, we're no. on a dating site. We're no. talking to you. No. We swiped right or whatever. <laughs> Two yeah. minutes ago, Kate just, just said to Sam, I'd hit on you. And he sort of dismissed it with a little joke. That's it's true. Not, <laughs> you know, it's the, not, yeah, it's the, not natural. Men, it it's not happen. natural to pick up even on the most overt signals. Men are, are scared to death all over the country and a lot of confident men are sort of you know the confidence is rooted in insecurity and fear and and overcompensating especially in Los Angeles right but then (laughs) probably the biggest complaint that I get from women in LA is that you know men aren't manly they're not chivalrous they don't take charge they don't open your car door for you think little things like that can make a huge difference for women and I think Mm. the more men can step up and do that the more women are going to be receptive and it's just a cycle like that Right. And we can go back and forth on the blame and everything. But the thing is, is that I also think, and you mentioned that, that I think because women are more selective, they're more independent and so forth, men are like, you know, I mean, you get rejected a lot. And after a while you go, well, what's going on with these women? You know, so uh, so maybe that's why a lot of people are losing their confidence after but a while. Rejection is good. I mean, as a matchmaker, I go up to people all the time on the street and ask, are you single? And I end up getting rejected. And I'm a cute girl. I, I think getting rejected is good. I think it builds your confidence. It makes you take more risks and it makes you stronger in the long run. Right. It, it does. As we always say, your your yes lives in the land of no. And that is doing something outside of your comfort zone and and overcoming your fear and and doing something. You know, traditionally, you know, I think men look for green lights and women look for red flags. And and that's sort of... (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) You see, he's learned a lot from these. I learned so much. 65 debates. I want to know everything, especially what you've learned in L.A., because I will say this. I've said many a times that I need somebody more manly than me. If I can support myself and deal with all the debt I have and, like... Like live in an apartment by myself without roommates and and I can make this life for myself and I'm always hungry and going after the next thing and I'm responsible and whatever it is. Why aren't they? Why are men struggling here? Why are they living with roommates? Why are they they don't know how to plan a date? It's like we'll we'll make we'll meet up for drinks or we'll uh, what do you want to do? What plan it? Yeah. At least the first one. I'm happy to plan the second one. I'll even pay. I don't care. But like effort. Do you Put tell them? Effort. Do you tell them plan it? No, because I thought that they knew that. Okay, you see? And that's one thing about women. They expect us to read their minds, don't you think? <laughs> no, but is there not it a happens tradition? To be alive. tradition. <laughs> I mean, like, I like a door open for me. I'm also not going to propose to you. Like, if you're, if you're, like, there are st- certain traditions that I think we all just kind of live the, by. The, like, the door yeah. thing, the door thing has come up all over the country. Uh, the, the men paying, the door, the traditional chivalry things. It comes up at all of our shows all the time. Right. And half of it um, 
I believe the, I don't like to use the word blame, the, the responsibility falls with the men. They stop doing it or their moms stop teaching them to do it. And half of it falls with the women didn't appreciate it or took it for granted. And so when they do do it, it is not positively reinforced and they stop doing it. So it's sort of equal balance on, on where that sort of fell apart. It wasn't just, just a new generation of men didn't want to treat women well or treat them like <laughs> ladies. They did. But, you know, and again, the, the feminist movement really did ramp up like, if I take this from him, what do I owe him? Or if I do that, it really started to build these walls up between men and women, and we've had a lot of trouble breaking them down. Yeah, wow. I, think, I think there is a natural conflict between feminism and this whole I can open my own door thing, and then women still wanting the door to be open, and there's just a natural conflict there, but um, it's something that we hear a lot. Right. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. I think there's a lot of mixed single, uh, signals, too, because people are different, you know. So you might meet somebody, they give you one signal, you go with another woman, she gives you a different signal, and you go, well, I don't know what's going on here, you know. So... Um, that so little speech the, you just made, Jen, like, I do this, I can do that, I can take care of myself. Suddenly, every man within 50 feet like, what does she need me for? And that really gets in the, into his confidence and insecurity a man needs to feel needed and appreciated and respected and and admired and the more I can do all of that and the, <laughs> do that the first thing you say rather than uh, you know but we hear the keep up with me because yeah. i'm awesome which you are and that's great but the men aren't well they should be better then right step it up and that's an la step problem because they're so lazy i can't even handle it i'm sorry and that's a generalization however i think because there are so many fish in the sea and they know that here and there's tinder happen hinge every single dating site like everybody's face down on their app the minute they get home from a date they're back on the app looking for the next person or another option so like if that one doesn't like me the next one might that's true it just maybe because it's such a big selection like you said there's just so many people people. are on their phones in the bar there's live there's live people right around you and they need some sort of positive affirmation before they even say hello well it becomes a game too it's not actually about meeting people it's not about finding the one it's about you know swipe 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 this is fun it's a game so Right. It becomes a different objective. Yeah, that's true, you know. But the thing is, you, you do set your, your standards high, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but you have to be prepared for the fact that it's going to take you a while to find someone like that. Well, I find myself looking toward, like, older guys because I'm like, well, the young ones have not gotten their shit together. Yeah. That is for damn <laughs> that's sure. That's so true. I, I have a theory that in L.A., no man under 35 has his life together. It's just really? not possible. Wow. And I definitely see a switch when a guy is 35, 36. They come to me as a matchmaker and say, okay, I'm ready now I'm ready to, <laughs> now I'm ready to find a girl and it's funny because you know I think in other parts of the country that happens earlier yeah you, you, you can sail through through life as a man for a pretty long time especially in Los Angeles without ever having to go to that emotionally vulnerable honest sharing place that the woman wants you to go to mm-hmm. and eventually about the time you get in your late 30s early 40s I think you're willing to go I, I know that's what happened with me like it took a long time <laughs> to, to suddenly <laughs> just sort of grow up and, yeah. and be like I want something more than this I want something deeper than this and uh, you're just not going to do that in your 20s you're not going to do it in your early 30s and a lot of times it's because you don't have to you're rewarded for being a boy and being silly and being fun and buying the drinks and and, uh, you know, when you want to take it to that next level and let's dive in the pool and do this together, you, you got to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's very interesting that, you know, you figured uh, you figured a lot of things out because you are, you are right there at the debates. So tell us a little bit about the debate itself. Uh, Kate, when is it taking place? The debate. 
Oh, uh, the debate that we're doing is yes. on Valentine's Day itself. It's on February 14th at Cross Campus in Santa Monica. Really? And what time is it at? Do you know, Brian? So it kicks off at 7, drinks and whatever. This, this show is a little bit different than our normal debate. Yeah, a, a lot of times, um, you know, our shows are about figuring out why everybody is still single and we sort of raise questions. About it. That, Valentine's night is not the time to do that. Right. So this one is going to be a little more interactive and fun and rather than try and figure out why everybody's still single, let's figure out if in the next, you know, four or five hours we can end that. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and we don't, we don't, you know, we use, the, we're as guilty as anybody of using the term single and, and it has sort of a negative context. We used to, we like to use the term available. So everybody in that room will be available that right. night and we'll try and figure out a way that by the end of that night maybe uh, at least half of them won't be that's that's true and then I guess you can break the ice by with all this talk and stuff about relationships and and all that yeah I think what we do is we, we really normalize it a lot and tell people the facts and what we hear as experts and dating experts in LA um, and then we make it fun we're gonna have games and you know it's just it's gonna be a really fun way to, to get to know other people you know awesome. Val- Valentin you know we don't believe that uh, that Valentine's Day is necessarily uh, about being in love. It's more about a celebration of love and, and finding love. And, and Jen, you brought that up earlier that, what did you say? You love love? What did you say? What was your quote? I love love. She <laughs> loves love. And so, um, you know, my partner Elizabeth has a really good handle on this. And she thought that Valentine's night would be a perfect time to to celebrate what love is for all of us, whether you're in a relationship, out of a relationship, looking for a relationship, whatever, and over the course of four or five hours with some cocktails and some yeah. fun and some good-looking guys and girls, we're going to try and solve the puzzle. That sounds good. you know, And, and I think it makes sense because uh, many singles probably do not have anywhere to go on Valentine's Day. you know. So There's always that, that question, cool. do you stay at home with your friends and watch movies? Do you go, you know, I, there's, I don't know. It's or, just- or some bars do this like anti-Cupid, Valentine's socks kind of thing, and I don't believe that's true at all. No, yeah. not because either. there should never be a, a negative context um, to a day that really is about celebrating love, right? And, and, and celebration, you know. period. You know, I mean, why do people have to uh, to take all, all all this negative stuff? We're you trying know? to yeah. pull the negativity and out of all of it. It's yeah. an opportunity to meet people when they're thinking about it. It's why people are always hooking it's like up a at wedding. Weddings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. It's like yeah, you go. Well, these people are here obviously for one thing, and right. that's that's to be discovered, the, to find someone. Yeah. You know? maybe we should get somebody married right there. We talked about that <laughs> earlier. We, we actually thought about that, and then everybody would feel like they're at one big wedding. Yeah, not there, a bad idea. There you go. That's a good idea too. Kate, we got to get you fitted for a dress. Let's see what's going on. Oh no, happen. I am I am out. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that's a, that's a no for me. <laughs> that's where so she draws no, but, the line. <laughs> yeah, but now let me ask you this because. Uh, it's probably going to be mostly 20 and 30 year olds, right? No. No, no yeah. Really? It, our, our crowd skews a little bit older than 20 and 30 year olds. Um, 30s and 40s, I think, because those people are, the people in their 20s still haven't gotten to the point where they're really willing to look at the questions and do it, willing to do the work and willing to go to a place that, you know, a little bit out of their comfort zone. So it does skew, you know, 10 so to 15 years good. older than you think your typical singles event would be like. Okay, is that right? right? Yeah, so not right. only the youth are going to have all the fun because they do in their 20s, you know. Yeah. A I woman, mean, a woman have bought a, a ticket yesterday. She was 64 years old. She really? married what? twice and she's looking for her third time and you know, wow, there's all sorts of possibilities cool. there. Yeah. That's cool, you know. Now that's cool. 
All right. So I guess I could go too, right? I'm not out of range. Definitely not. <laughs> Kate thinks say, you're attractive. I will set you up. There you go. Thank you. Tell well, me what you're looking for. Yeah, because she's looking for men right to, match, to match to her women. That's, you know? that's true too. John, what are you doing? What? what are you doing that night? Hanging out with my friends. Oh, please. Just drag the whole gang down. Yeah, bring campus. everybody down to that. Yeah. <laughs> Eligible bachelors. Beautiful women. I'm seriously considering this. We'll see. But, uh, Kate, so tell us a little about, about uh, Three Day Rule. Sure. Three Day Rule is an awesome company. We do white glove matchmaking. So it's sort of like an old school in-person matchmaking company, but we use uh, technology to really make it better. So we have all those, you know, the algorithms and tech tools that all the online dating sites you're already using have, but we meet everybody in person. So That's cool. Yeah. They've sent me a few people. Have we? Really? I love it. Yeah. So basically, you know, you tell me what you're looking for in a match, and then I go find that person for you. Wow. So how did they find you to send you a... I know the owner of the company and randomly some other people that work there. Really? So this is like a coincidence, right? I mean, wow. We So everybody who works at the company is super networked. We know everybody in LA, and uh, we love what we do. So we're always out meeting people and... Trying to get everybody to join. <laughs> I know cool. also Marley and Mary Stewart. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Great. Oh, wow. They, they work there too? Yeah. Yep. Oh, They're both okay, matchmakers cool. at the company. So now, um, how many... So there's a few matchmakers. How many are there? Uh, let's see. There's you. five of us in LA. And then we also have matchmakers in Boston, D.C., San Francisco, New York, and Chicago. So wow. Yeah, and we're expanding to a bunch of new cities this year. And, and we're really growing like crazy. When was it started? It was started four years ago by Talia Goldstein, who's the CEO and founder. Um, and since then, we've really grown like crazy. In April, we had a partnership with uh, Match.com announced. So now we're working nice. with them, and we're the exclusive matchmaking partner of Match and OkCupid as well. Wow. So those are like the websites where if people decide they want to actually go and be matched, then, then they, they come can come to, to you. Yeah. You're the ones that they recommend. Yeah. You know, online wow. dating is, is great. I think it's a different approach. I always say that our business wouldn't work if online dating weren't a frustrating experience just a little bit. It's true. Yeah. What I think is great yeah. about them is that they actually do meet the people. So it's almost like a mutual friend is setting you up because That's they true. know both people. That's true. And you know that both people are eligible and are looking and, and Yeah, all and people that stuff, tell us right? the truth. So if you're looking for somebody, you know, if you're looking for a tall, dark, handsome Jewish doctor, I can kind of go out and find that person for you. Whereas, mm. you know, you don't really know who someone is when you see them on Tinder or right. OkCupid or something like that. So yeah. I, I basically vet people for my clients Pe- before I set them up. People really, we've noticed this around the country too, people are very, very frustrated with the, the online dating experience. Yeah. A little bit of a dishonesty, a little bit of a distance or whatever. So anytime that you can deal with sort of live people and put real people in the room um, and get them together is a, is a positive experience. Absolutely. You know, you know? and Brian, you've, uh, you've had, uh, you've brought matchmakers with you before and stuff and we asked oh. them questions as well. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, one of the things is, uh, you, so the way you do it is you actually have the men actually, they're your clients and then you find the women, right? No, actually we have clients who are both men and women. Really? And I have more female clients than men right now. Wow. So, yeah, and they pay the exact same amount. Um, we find that a lot of women are really frustrated with the online dating experience or they're too busy or they're, you know, I mean, they're professionals. They don't want to waste their time going on bad first dates. So yeah. I'll probably meet five to ten people for every one match I set them up with. So it's like 
otherwise I'd be going on 10 bad first dates, but instead I just go right. on 10 bad first dates for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do for a living. It's going bad first dates. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is cool. So there's like equal opportunity here now, and that should be encouraging for men as well, that there's women that actually invest in finding a good man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, women care about finding a great guy the same way that men do and and women are successful and you know have great careers and so that they can spend money on things like this as well yeah very cool so how can people find you if they want to uh to be matched sure so i mean the best way is to join our database at three day rule.com and it's totally free to be in our database and then we will reach out to you so you meet with the matchmaker in person and we hear what you're looking for in a match and if we think you're a fit with one of our clients we set you up so yeah. it's totally free to join um so it's kind of a win-win Right. Now, obviously, you know, you're investing in something important. It's going to be your partner for the rest of your lives. I mean, is it affordable for most people to do this or is it really expensive? It's, uh, we think it's pretty affordable. Our matchmaking package is $5,000 for six months of matchmaking. And that wow, includes... Wow, that's intense work. Yeah. It, it's for six, you. Yeah. I mean, it's six months of us finding you matches and really going out to events and, and networking activities and things like that to find people for you specifically. Um, we only take on a few clients each month, so it's a really personalized service. And you also get things like we do a photo shoot. We have a stylist who will come pick out date outfits for you. Wow. And uh, we have professional date coaches that you can talk to. So it's a really fun process. Right. I always say it's sort of like having a personal trainer for dating. It is. It is. And and uh, just not just a personal trainer, but a million things that you can be to them, you know. Right. Exactly. Wow, I'm a therapist. Cool. I'm a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> People spend money on a, on a job hunt, resume writing and interviewing and headhunters and all that. I mean, right. this, is, this is the most important service you will ever have in your life you should I bring think in some so pros. yeah you and, know and people tend to you know invest in their careers or set goals for their careers or their fitness or things like that but they don't set goals for their personal life in the same way mm. so especially women I always find that like you know you might say okay I'll be here in my career in five years but you never say that for your love life because it's just not cool but we try to do that with our clients and really set goals and figure out where you'll be Oh, wow. Do, do you have, like, what do you think the average age is of your clients? I mean, is it possible it's to It's changing. Figure? You know, yeah. it's it's funny. We, we I have clients, actually, probably between ages of, like, 27 and 60 right now. So there's definitely a span. Most of my clients are in their 30s and 40s. Right. Um, and the men tend to skew a little older because, again, it does take them longer to figure out that they want to be <laughs> <laughs> settling down finally. Right. Plus, many people in their older age are already divorced and everything, you know, so it's, like, sure. almost... You know, it's pretty different, I think. Sure. Some people have already been married, and that's not their goal again. They just want to find somebody to spend their life with. Right. Yeah. yeah. There is a little bit of a difference between somebody who's single and somebody who's single again. Right. And uh, there's both pros and cons on both sides. Right. Of but you really have to look hard at someone who's 50 and not been married yet, right? I mean, what happens then? Don't they have a hard time? Because, I mean, won't, like, the other... The other gender ask, well, what's wrong with that person? I right? do hear that yes. all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I think everyone has a story. And sometimes, right. you know, they were really focused on their career. Or sometimes they had family health issues. You know, I mean, you never know what people's stories are. So I always, I always give people the benefit of the doubt and let them explain it to me. And that's why I think meeting people in person is so important. I'm one of those people. And I'm, it comes up all the time, got into my 40s and not married. And they're like, you're leading these discussions on love and relationships and marriage and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, not only do I say my, my job is to raise the questions as much as provide the answers, but you have to have an answer. If you're a woman, I think in your late 30s, and if you're a man in your 40s and you've never been married, I believe that that's sort of the elephant in the room on the first date. And you have to be prepared to answer that question in a positive way. 
manner in which you own it, which you don't blame it on. You know, people say all the, say to me all the time, you just haven't met the right girl yet. I'm like, I've met the right girl like a thousand times. I've been the wrong guy. And when you, when you sort of get to the point where you, I'm doing the work and I've, I understand myself and I'm now I feel I'm capable and you really sort of can say that with confidence, I believe that that stigma goes away. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Uh, so the three-day rule, you guys can check it out, threedayrule.com. And uh, the Great Love Debate, is there a website for that too? Greatlovedebate.com. Okay. Um, you can see our lineup for all of our upcoming 2015 shows, and most importantly, those of you in Los Angeles. Um, our Valentine's Night Heart and Solo, a Valentine's celebration of love for single people and uh, it's going to be a great night free cocktails men and women funs games giveaways all kinds of stuff wow that sounds great I mean how can you say no to something like that how much does it cost that's how uh, it is $75. That's nothing. Um, it's nothing, especially like with all the free yeah. the freebies. It's like the New Year's of Valentine's Day. Like, yeah. It sounds like it's a good a little, time. It's cheaper, and we really are going to make it um, different from any other event you've ever done. So if you're single, there's really no... You're going to spend 75 bucks out in a bar anyway, probably, True. if you went out. Yeah. True. And uh, you're going to have a very hopeful, positive... Sharing, learning, bonding experience with some really great guys. Right. And and, yeah. And plus, you might meet someone, you know, so you never know. Well, you'll meet someone. Right. It's just, it's just a question. <laughs> well, of, someone's you good. Like them. At, the very, at the very worst, you're going to meet me and Kate and uh, some other great experts that we have uh, and some really fun um, entertainers. So. Sounds good. Are there any matchmakers from your company uh, that are going to be there? They are going to be there. We have a number of matchmakers who are going to be there. I think we're going to have a little booth and you're going to be able to ask us questions and, and get matchmaking tips if you have any. If you have any questions for us. Wow, very cool. Well, Jen, I'm sold on this thing. Well, you should go. What can I tell you? You should definitely go. I will. I wanted to ask you, uh, though, because we were talking about this, I think, uh, the last time there was a matchmaker here. But, uh, I mean, I think it's it's normal to find that many older men are looking for younger women, like much younger women, right? And that's hard to match them like this, right? It is completely hard. A lot of, you know, what I try to do and what our company focuses on is finding real love and real relationships. So if someone comes to me with crazy expectations, you know, about age or, you know, whatever it is, I'll tell them no. I mean, really? I only take on clients that I know I can match and I think have real expectations. So uh-huh. a lot of what I do is kind of... You know, right. tell people the truth and say, maybe she's not the one for you. Right. I have a question. Am I unrealistic when I say, like, I like certain height? Yes. Okay. So, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and I have this thing. There's only, I think the statistic is there's only 10 or 11% of men are over six feet tall in, in the United States. And so many women will come to me and say, I want someone who's six feet tall. And I'm like, that's great. You just eliminated 90% of the men. Wow. Um, uh- and, so uh, and over 6'3 is like 7%. Like, it's really, how tall are yeah. you? I'm 5'4. And how tall do you want? Like six feet. All right, I'm five eleven and a half. Am I disqualified? <laughs> no, I can. Okay, here I will say this: five eleven and up. Okay, five ten becomes I'm, too short because I'm, then if I wear heels, which I always do because I'm a mini person, like they have but, to. But is that it, is that it, a it, reason it, not to spend your life with somebody? And it's about I don't know. it's about how a man can make you feel. Right. These, these women come to us with these, uh, and I, I'm sure they go to Kate with these checklists of things yeah, it's that like they want. Laundry list, right? Laundry yeah. list. Uh, you know, we uh, all these things. I want to go hiking, and we always say if, if everybody really wanted to go hiking, they would build bars on top of the mountain. Nobody really wants to go hiking. <laughs> and I think that a woman really only needs three things from a man. 
What are and they? She needs a man who will make her feel special. She needs a man who will make her feel sexy. And most importantly, she needs a man who will make her feel safe. Right. And safe is not about physical. It is about sharing and trust and honesty and vulnerability and all of those kind of things, more so than his wallet or more so than his 6'4 height. And if he can give her that safety feeling... He'll feel like a tall guy to her. Right. It makes a lot of sense. However, on like Tinder and things like that, people write in their profile like their height because clearly that's something people are looking it's, at. It's such a thing that I hear from women every single day, but it's it's weird. Why is that the most important thing right. about matching somebody? I don't know. I think for me it goes like hand in hand with the masculine thing, and like there are the other factors. But if I'm literally looking at a picture. And I'm making a judgment call. Like, does that guy look manlier than me? <laughs> what if he stands on his wallet? Will that help? <laughs> I, depends how big it is. Listen, also, I don't know what if it is. If he pulls it out, it's even better. Listen, right? his wallet could be filled with money from his parents. So that still doesn't qualify. That's true. That's what, Again, it gets back to feeling safe. And right. you can wear the highest heels ever, and you can still go out the guy who's 5'9", 5'10". You can. Uh, that's true. But uh, And that's what she was saying to you. I mean, would you not marry someone because of their height? I mean, is that like a deal breaker for you? No, okay. If I met okay. some guy that I hit it off with and he was that height, fine. But if I'm looking at a profile and all I can see is a picture and his height, I'm like, I don't know you and I know your height. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Tinder and all the, the apps facilitate all of these distinctions that aren't really that important if you think about right. height or looks. Like when you're 90 years old and you're, you know, in sharing a bedroom together, like you're not going to, they're not going to be cute. I promise you. It always comes up the height thing. And in Boston, the women were like, you're all liars. You're wicked short. And, uh, <laughs> and it really, we're just like, get over that. Just try dating people that are completely outside your comfort zone, and, and you will see the difference that it makes. Because not only do you learn more about them, you learn a lot about yourself, and that's really what it is. It's knowing yourself and healing yourself and growing yourself and doing the work um, so that you're capable of, of opening your eyes and finding matches in places that, that you couldn't normally find them or you go to Kate. Yeah. Oh, you come to me. When you're frustrated, you come to me. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you just joining us, we're talking to Brian Howie and Kate Edwards, uh, who are going to be hosting the Great Love Debate on Valentine's Night. And uh, you guys should definitely check it out. Uh, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the online dating thing, we make lists. And I think that when you meet someone and you hit it off, you don't pay attention to these things, right? You sort of like, right. you just hit it off. And then later you think, okay, well, you know, he's, he's not as tall as I'd like him to be, but he's got other things that I like. But Sometimes people make lists to eliminate uh, bad situations. Or, or right. I would put this woman who did our show in San Francisco had 67 things on her list. She's like, is that too many? What she really oh, wanted to do was eliminate everybody so she wouldn't have to deal with the reality yeah. of life. <laughs> and a lot of people are, are set, it, set it up so they're chasing a mirage. They're chasing a fairy tale. And so they don't have to really get involved because everybody's a little fearful of being hurt. That's true. That's true. So the bottom line is we're all living in fear. And we need to <laughs> overcome that. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, and, and that's the problem, uh, like I started saying with the online dating is uh in in real life you know when you, you know when you go to a bar or something or uh or a hangout where people are 
you know, like I said, you, you know, I mean, you might be attracted to the taller guy and stuff, but if a guy starts talking to you and everything's nice, you might forgive that thing for, right, for the other, for the sure. qualities that he has. Yeah, I mean, ask all your married friends. I bet zero of them will say that the person they married was, you know, had all of their check boxes. Right. I mean, they always compromise on something, and it's because they fell in love. And yeah. when you fall in love, you forget, you know, what color hair they have or, you know, how tall they are because they do something to you and they make you feel incredible. So, I don't know. I mean, ask your married friends. I can assure you they don't always have those things that you have on your online dating profile. I will say I didn't like blonde guys until like this past year. And then I dated two. And then I was like, well, I cannot go back on Tinder because I have no idea what I like. (laughs) Because these blonde guys came out of nowhere. Everybody has a type. Everybody has a type. We actually, we have this tool that we use with matchmaking. It's a facial recognition tool. So we can take pictures of your exes and put it into our database and it'll spit out like people that we know you'll be attracted to. That is cool. See, I I believe... uh, that if you're over 30 and you're single, you have no type. Your type's not working out for you. Right. <laughs> so you, so you need a, you but need that's a, if someone wants to get married at that age, you know, I mean, we're assuming because some people may want to wait till 35 or something, you know. Wait till you're ready, ready. whatever that is. I right. know that's easy for a man to say because we don't have that biological clock and that issue and, and all those kind of things. But wait until you feel you're capable of doing being in a relationship and doing the work and communicating with your partner and getting through the rough times, which which sort of everybody has. You might have rough times on a first date because the person you're out with is very nervous. And, and yeah. you should always give somebody a second date unless it's just a disaster. I don't know if you guys teach that at three-day rule We definitely do. Always yeah. give them the second date because first dates are just practice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So now, do, do you find that... Um, that I mean, obviously it has to work, but... Uh, so somebody signs up with you for six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you figure that by then they better find somebody, right? I mean, sure. six months of intensive work on your part. We do. And most of the people that we work with are in relationships by the end. And if not, we have a huge, you know, we have incredible client satisfaction rate. So sometimes people will even sign on again for another six months. Oh, wow. um, we do find a lot of people sometimes have things that they need to work through that aren't even necessarily related to dating. So sometimes, you know, they come across as, you know, women will come across as too masculine in a, in a date. So we need to work on that. And, you know, they'll treat it like an interview or things like that. So they'll work with our date coach and it'll take a while to really get good at that. Um, But yeah, we do, we do see incredible success. I always used to say like, I never get it right on the first try. It always takes, you know, it's an iterative process, but I just got it right on the first try with a client. (laughs) So I'm really excited. And um, I set up one of my male clients with a woman that, that I know and really like, and, and they've been dating ever since. So. Wow, very yeah. cool. I can't believe the CIA planted you as a matchmaker as your cover. <laughs> yeah, so yeah no one would ever guess. No, there you go. <laughs> now, so, uh, Kate, go ahead and give out your uh, information. If you want people to find you, how can they find you? Sure. Uh, my name's Kate Edwards, and I'm just kate.edwards at 3dayrule.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. It's K8, the number 8, E-D-D-I-E. Sounds good. And three-day rule is spelled out, T-H-R-E-E. Yes, thank you, Brian. Okay, and uh, and that's the company you're at. And Brian, how can people find you if they want to? Go to greatlovedebate.com or go to facebook.com slash greatlovedebate, and you will see all sorts of uh, past videos from from our shows and content and information and great men and women and um, 
and information, most importantly, on our Valentine's Night show and how to buy tickets. Sounds good. So everybody go check out The Great Love Debate. Uh, if you guys want to see me, I'm probably going to be there. So, oh, you're in, uh, Sam. Yeah, and Jen's coming, go, too. She's playing, see, she plays hard to get even on this. No, I have to confirm with my friends. You, plans. you have you no plans. <laughs> I have plans. Your plans are we might just watch a movie. Those exactly. aren't plans. No, that's set. We and just don't know what We're going to send a bus down you, for all find, of your okay. friends and if bring you If you send down. a bus, we we'll will send come. A bus. Yeah, you have a chance <laughs> to meet you your six-foot guy. Yeah, we'll find you at least one six-foot guy. Then I'm there. All right, well, guys, you're a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I think we learned a lot today we did you know quite a bit and it should come in handy for everybody who's listening kate thank you thank you so much for having me brian thank you sam thank you jen thank you you are welcome always making it entertaining and we'll see everybody tomorrow Listening to Sam in the Morning with Jen, right here on LA Talk Radio.